1: Good evening. Welcome to Lawyers for Jesus Radio. I'm Rich Baker, and today we're going to talk with Mike Davis and Ben Jordan about a very wonderful ministry, Child Evangelism Fellowship. Mike is a director of CEF, and uh, Ben is a missionary with the organization. I'm an attorney and a partner with a law firm of Malkin Baker in Chicago. We are Christian attorneys that focus on serving the body of Christ and its legal needs. We do everything from zoning to estate planning, not-for-profit administration, and to the defense of religious freedom. You can learn more about us online at maukenbaker.com, that's M-A-U-C-K-B-A-K-E-R.com, or call us at 312-726-1243. You can also follow us on Facebook and Twitter uh, to keep up to date on developments about faith and the law. Now turning it over, uh, Mike. You're an attorney and you're a director with uh, Child Evangelism Fellowship. Tell us a little bit about this organization.
0: Well, I'm on the board uh, of the uh, directors of CEF. Um, Child Evangelism Fellowship, we're the Chicago chapter, which serves actually Cook, county and dupage county um cef is uh international it's in every country in the world except for one country that we're not allowed to name and not because there's anything wrong with i'm dying
1: it. to know what the name of that <laughs> is. Yeah, and you're not going <laughs> to get it from me
0: and i'm not sure why cef doesn't want to talk about the name of this very very small country that's in the news almost every every day um, except that it might make things worse for the few christians who are there Thank you very much. So we are in 80, uh, over 80 countries. We're uh, international. Um, we let children have it with both barrels as far as the gospel goes. Um, there's a lot of uh, children's service organizations that are church-based or supposedly Christian-based, but we evangelize children effectively in the public schools.
1: Well, I'm going to bring this over. Uh, ben, I'm hearing that you evangelize children and you're a missionary with the organization. Tell me a little bit about what it looks like to evangelize in the public schools. Oh, that's a great question.
2: Uh, it's an exciting thing to be able to go right into the public schools to talk to kids about Jesus. Uh, sometimes we think, hey, we don't have the, the legal rights to be able to do that. It's against the law. Separation of church and state uh, is, is something I have, uh, a conversation I have with almost every pastor that I talk to.
1: Well, you're actually going to have it on this program as well, because obviously our listeners are thinking the same thing. And I've I've also got a lawyer here to help us out with that, so...
2: Well, I'm glad of that. And so to be able to go in and talk to the kids and tell them explicitly about Jesus is, is one of the most exciting things that I can even imagine. Uh, we don't have to go to find kids. We're not trying to bring them somewhere like to a church or a facility. We're not spending millions of dollars on on developing uh, a facility. Rather, we're using the facilities that are already there, the public schools, uh, one of the very bases of the community. And so we just go in and try to be a part of the community, partnering with churches, training them, uh, and bringing them to uh, to the table, as it were, to... Uh, outreach to kids
1: it sounds like there's a lot to unpack here before we get into some of the legal aspects and I want to talk to Mike about those so what does this look like partnering with the churches how do, how does this happen if I have a church and in, in a community in DuPage or Cook County how do I get involved with you guys
2: No, that's a great question as well uh, essentially it's just a phone call an email uh, a website click away and we'll do the training uh, it's it's all for free that's what we do and so we'll come in and we'll do training for your church for your specific group and we'll say, here's how you go into the public school. We'll help you approach the, the principal or the administration to secure the necessary, um, it varies a little bit with each school district, the necessary permissions to go in, and then we provide the training, the materials, and then we'll even on most bases, come in and help you start it the first number of weeks, kind of holding your hand as you get ready. And then every time that we, we open the Bible and we go into the public schools, we share the gospel and we give kids an opportunity to believe in Jesus.
1: So you're you're in the schools. I would imagine it's after school. It is after school. Yes. And what's the program look like? What what what's the content of it? Great. Uh, it's it's about five
2: minutes of uh, just welcoming songs. We have about uh, seven minutes of a, a memory verse. There's about a twenty minute Bible lesson, and this varies. Some of our more rambunctious clubs, it's you know thirteen minute Bible lesson. Uh, we have uh, definitely time to play. A lot of the schools that we meet in, we use the gym facility or maybe a cafeteria and so there's plenty of opportunity to play. Essentially, we just use whatever space is available, whether it's a classroom or something larger, and then uh, we, we adapt it to fit that, and we, we help churches to do that so that it meets the needs and the uh, availability of what we have.
1: Mike, I'm going to turn this over to you um, in just a minute with regard to the legal questions, but before I do that, um, this is Lawyers for Jesus Radio. I'm Rich Baker of the law firm of Malkin Baker, and today we're talking with Mike Davis, and with Ben Jordan about child evangelism ministry that's called uh, Child Evangelism Fellowship. We're specifically talking about their ministry here in the uh, Cook County and DuPage County area, Um, but it is a ministry that is nationwide and worldwide. Uh, Mike, uh, you're an attorney here in Chicago uh, with a practice. Uh, You sit as a director, but you're also a lawyer. How is it that with separation of church and state, uh, Child Evangelism Fellowship can go into the schools? Well, it was based on a, a Supreme Court decision um, uh, several
0: years ago. A case was called Good News Clubs versus Milford Central School. I believe it was out of either Connecticut or Massachusetts. Um, but basically what they said is that if a school is running one kind of after-school activity, they can't uh, keep another after-school activity out based on the content of that second club. And I, I like to say that if you uh, allow the chess club, you got to let the checkers club in. Um, and they, that's basically the rule. If the school has any kind of after-school activities, they, under law, have to allow uh, any other activities, which would be the Child Evangelism Fellowship. So we're not in the classrooms, but we are in the public schools after school.
1: So there is, there's a federal law called Equal Access Act as well. Is that also part of... Uh, your basis for coming into the schools? Uh, I believe it is. I think that it's uh, superfluous to, uh,
0: or not superfluous, but it's an add-on to the Supreme Court decision. I believe that that law was after the Supreme Court decision. I think that's correct. And we, so we have the Supreme Court decision in front of us, and I think that that law kind of codified some of those things and made it a little bit easier. But uh, yeah, the rule is if there's a club going on, they can't keep uh, one club out because uh, of uh, you know the content of us. We get the question of like, well, if we allow you in, then we would have to allow a, uh, a Muslim club in, or we would have to allow a, a gay students club. And I answered, no, that's not true. You have to allow those organizations now also, because you're running a cooking club or an art club or a chess club. So it's not because they let us in, they have to let others in. They have to let everyone in, and we're included in everyone.
1: That's a, that's a very interesting answer. So what is your experience uh, with the schools around DuPage and Cook County in terms of uh, I'm a church and I approach the school. What's going to happen? Ben? Uh, it could be a lot of things. Uh, one in
2: uh, an often happening thing would be that the school just says, yeah, let's do it. They have a couple of questions. They say, I'm not sure we're allowed to do this. Uh, schools cho- choose the path of least resistance often. And so they think saying no to quote unquote the church is the path of least resistance. If, uh, if they get perhaps a letter from a lawyer saying uh, the path of least resistance may be to say yes, uh, so you might want to say yes, then they'll they'll throw their their uh, floodgates wide open. Uh, one particular principal told me uh, that they would love to do it, but that they didn't want to lose or risk their job. And in uh, the Chicago public school system, actually allows gives the principal uh, the authority or the autonomy to say yes or no to after school programs in general. And so, if uh, as Mike had said, if they say yes to the the chess club, that's a community based club, then they can say yes to us and that that protects their job actually to say yes. And so when we come in, we often ask and say, you know what, if you wanna give us the kids that struggle the most, if you wanna give us the kids who have the lowest grades, if you wanna give us the kids that act out the most, of course it is a voluntary thing. We, we pass out uh, permission slips to the parents through the school when they allow us, and when they sign their kids up, parents sign their kids up, we'll bring them in, and for an hour after school, or 90 minutes perhaps, once a week, We'll bring them in and that's just an exciting thing for them to be able to see life change because we know that the gospel changes lives and it's not something that is um fake or on the surface,
1: but it really actually does have a big difference. Ben, I just got to stop you right here. Uh Tell me a couple of stories about changed lives, about about seeing a difference with those kids as a result of the program.
2: Yeah, uh, my, my mind immediately goes to um, a little girl who lives in in Lawndale actually and uh the The beginning of the year, she she wouldn't stay still for for thirty seconds, and uh, and that's not a problem. I can't stay still for thirty seconds either. The
1: fact that I'm still that's probably sitting. why you're working with the kids, right? Exactly, exactly.
2: And uh, in, in by the end of the year, uh, she, her demeanor had changed to such a, a degree. Um, not only sitting still, because that's really an outward thing, but but inwardly, she had embraced Jesus. She had made a profession of faith, and not just to to her, but to her parents and to her teachers as well. They saw the difference in her life in uh, in the way that she interacted with her peers and the way that she interacted with her teachers, and it was just a really neat thing. So which school was
1: that? Or are we allowed to name schools on this program?
2: We, we generally try actually not to name specific schools just so that we protect the children. So we don't want okay. to say, hey, we have such and such a club on such and such a school at such and such a time just so that we... Uh, um, that we're protecting them, but it it was a public school in in Lawndale in the city of Chicago.
1: And so, how many schools are you involved in here in the DuPage and the Cook County area? Uh, I would like to say not enough. Uh, we have about forty five schools
2: that we're working with currently in Cook County and DuPage County. And uh, by my last count, there are over eleven 1, hundred schools, elementary schools, in Cook and DuPage counties. And so, our primary focus, strategically right now as a ministry, is to train up. An, another generation of uh, churches that will go into the public school that will be true community churches and that will be reaching the uh, 1,000 plus schools that we don't have
1: uh, have a work in yet. You've got quite a, a mission ahead of you, don't you? We do. That's a wonderful thing. We will be uh, following up in terms of what you're actually doing and what the training looks like. Um, what we're doing In looking at this child evangelism fellowship is really asking the question of all of us here in the community what can we do for our neighborhoods and for the churches I'm Rich Baker I'm with Malkin Baker and you're listening to lawyers for Jesus we'll be back after the break with more conversation on uh, child evangelism fellowship Welcome back to Lawyers for Jesus Radio. I'm Rich Baker, partner at the law firm of Malkin Baker, and we're talking with attorney Mike Davis and with missionary um, Ben Jordan with regard to Child Evangelism Fellowship. At the uh, break, we were talking about the program itself, uh, being involved in public schools. Actually, there's more to Child Evangelism Fellowship than just the public school programs. But before uh, we move on, first of all, how does somebody get a hold of you?
2: That's a great question. Uh, there's a few ways. You can go to cefchicago.org and uh, click through the links there. You can email us at cefchicago at gmail.com. And you want to give them the number, Mike? The number is 312
0: 725 3294. 312 725 3294.
1: When we were looking at this, Uh, One of the questions that I had is uh, you indicated that you partner with churches in going into the different schools. You indicated that you were with uh, roughly 45 or so uh, schools and that there's a huge mission field out there still of over a a thousand more schools. If my church were interested in getting involved in this, um, what would we have to do? And and, you know, I have some reservations. Uh, uh, Why would my church want to be involved in this? I think the primary thing is to fulfill the Great Commission,
2: really. uh, Jesus told us to go and make disciples of all nations. And right here in Chicago, we have uh, a countless number of nations represented, and uh, the children are certainly uh, included in that. And so we have hundreds of different ethnicities right in our public schools, many of which have never had the chance to hear the gospel in a way that they could understand. And those people would never darken the doors of a church. And so your church has the opportunity with just a a limited number of uh, amount of training and a a relatively small commitment to be able to go into the church, uh, the schools, and even encourage the children to come back to your church.
1: So you say a relatively small amount of training. And a small time commitment. Tell me more about that, because I'm my lawyer skepticism comes up and thinks how how big a commitment is this for a church? Define small, right? Yes, that's a, <laughs> that's a good way to put it.
2: Uh, probably with about uh, about eight hours of training, uh, we could get you up and running to, uh, to to start a Good News Club, and then it's uh, an hour a week, and then maybe an additional hour a week of preparation. So for about two hours a week, uh, in addition to the in addition to the training. How
1: many uh, people would you need to
2: have to be involved in that? Good question. At least three. We encourage five to eight. Uh, three would be the bare minimum uh, to, to be able to get a club started. And it doesn't all have to be adults. Actually, a number of our clubs uh, are run primarily by a couple of adults, but then they have a teenager or two or three that are coming in. And one of the, uh, the schools, actually, we had uh, – it's, it's one of the schools close by the one we mentioned earlier in Lawndale – and one of the young boys grew up in the Good News Club. He actually attended our training. We have a um, a two-week training program for teenagers, and he went to that training, and now he's the primary
1: teacher at the club that he grew up in, and he's, I think, 14, maybe wow, 15. Wow, that's amazing. One of the things that we didn't talk about is what schools are we talking about? Is this only primary, or are we high schools, or what are we doing? It is primarily elementary schools. We do have
2: a, a middle school program. Uh, it's it's. I would say less our focus at this point in time, though, mostly elementary schools. And so when we talk about those 1,100 schools, those are all elementary schools right here in Cook and DuPage.
1: Oh, okay. We had said that there's much more to the ministry than just the public school aspect of it. What else is going on with the ministry?
2: Well, the the purpose of the ministry is to evangelize boys and girls with the gospel, to disciple them, and then to establish them in a church. And, and uh, my boss, our director, likes to say that that's a big umbrella. A lot of things can happen under evangelizing kids, discipling them. We have something that we call the Hub, and it's the Housing Urban Ministry Building, and that's in Maywood, Illinois. It's I actually- want to
1: stop you right there. I think, Ben, this was your brainchild. Am I right on that?
2: I certainly can't take full credit for it, but uh, but I've had a, a large part in kind of trying to push it forward. Absolutely. And so, what is this hub? It's uh, we talk about eleven hundred schools. We talk about one point one million children in elementary age in Cook and DuPage counties. And so, to to meet that need of reaching that many children, we need a larger number of volunteers. And volunteers take training, they take nurturing, they take encouragement. And we have a staff right now of 13, and that's just not enough. And so the 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 hub is primarily, first of all, to raise up new staff members. As uh, our listeners could probably appreciate, it's not easy or cheap to live in Cooker page DuPage counties. And so to raise your full support, to have somebody say, I'll give you X number of dollars monthly, that takes a lot of work. And so it's a place where the, the missionaries can live as they're raising their support. And then it's in what I like to call a neighborhood of need. Some of the neighborhoods in Cook and DuPage counties are more affluent and the the needs spiritual and otherwise aren't as deeply felt uh where a neighborhood of need like Maywood there's there's uh there's little discussion as to whether or not there are there are issues and so we get to enter into people's into community and people's lives and we get to kind of raise up our young missionaries in a in a way that's um a little bit discipleship oriented it's near my house it's a little bit um Ministry-oriented, we have a small ministry outreach center, so it's a
1: little bit of everything. You're listening to Lawyers for Jesus Radio. I'm Rich Baker of and Baker, and if you're just tuning in, we are here with Attorney Mike Davis and uh, with Missionary Ben Jordan talking about Child Evangelism Fellowship. You have mentioned, a, what I heard when you said this was, um, the harvest is ripe, is ripe, but there are not many harvesters. Uh, we have a huge uh, school population that is not being reached by the gospel, and that's your ministry. So I understand that you're doing a training. Tell me about the training for this. Well, we have a trainings regularly that
2: uh, if your church calls and says, hey, uh, we want to train five or ten people, we'll come out and do it. We'll send two or three people who will do it. But sometimes we try to do something that's a little bit larger in scale. So September 8th at Broadview Missionary Baptist Church in Broadview, Illinois, at 9 a.m., we're doing a, a Chicago-wide training. And so it will include uh, how to lead a child to Christ. It will have, talk about steps of getting into your public school. And this won't be just for uh, Good News Clubs. That's our, our program in the school. It won't be just Good News Club-oriented, but we want it to be practical for everyone working with kids in your church. And so whether you teach Sunday school or uh, maybe a WANA or kids programs of any nature at your school, we want this to be effective for them And so we're trying to put together a training that's really beneficial to everyone. And one thing uh, Ben forgot to say that's not included is any cost to
0: the participants. It's free.
1: So give us the address of the church. Tell us how people can get involved in that.
0: It's Broadview Baptist Missionary Church, and it's in Broadview, Illinois, um, i'm not quite sure the address um, but you can also contact cef chicago at com. that's our email address and just put in training in the uh, memo line or the subject line of the uh, email or you can call that number 312-725-3294 or poke around on the website CEFChicago.org.
2: those are all ways to get a hold of us or learn more about it
1: so it's a it's a
2: one-day training Yes, it's a one-day training. It's just going to be about four hours. It's at 2100 South 25th Avenue in Broadview, Illinois. And so we would invite everyone to come on out and, uh, and join us for that. Right. The other thing I'd like to mention is that summer's coming up, and one thing that
0: CEF also does is what's called five-day clubs, which are kind of an extended versions of the after-school clubs, and those take five days for a week. Um, we put them on in front yards. Uh, publicly. We like to get out on the street and have children doing these kinds of things. They they play games and they they uh, do Bible stories and do that, but we get out in the front yards, pass out flyers in the neighborhood and so it doesn't end with the schools. You want know, the school end, it doesn't end
1: so. so when I hear that I'm I'm thinking vacation Bible school. Is,
2: yeah it's is, basically a portable VBS taught by again those those trained teenagers that we've trained for. They have go through over a hundred hours of training. And, and they go out and they, they teach clubs, and they might teach three or four or five of these a day.
1: So, so if my church wanted to do a VBS and didn't have a program set up, they could actually contact you, and you would have trained teenagers is what I'm hearing. That's exactly right. Uh, and, and some maybe, adults, but... Well, right. Abso- but, absolutely. But on the younger side, rather than somebody with a gray beard like me doing their vacation Bible school or something like that.
2: Absolutely, and maybe you're a church and you do have a VBS program, but maybe for a week or two or three leading up to your VBS, you can go out into the neighborhoods. And as you have church people saying, hey, how can we get to know our community? How can we reach out to our community? What better way than through the children? What better way than to open up your front
1: yard? Well, well let me ask you this question. When I hear that, it strikes a note, even with my own church, we know we're to be going out. There are, but in so many ways, we're very insular uh, as, as church communities. How does this allow me to go out? How does this allow my congregation to be involved in in finding ways to be involved in the in the immediate community?
0: Because it's easy. All that a sponsor has to do is provide some snacks at the end of the. Would, it, would the sessions run an hour? Not even an hour. About it's an, an, an hour. hour. If you can have snacks in a yard, you can do this. All I have to do is sign up. Say so I can get some potato chips and some soda. Uh, the cef missionaries come there and take care of everything they they entertain these children they they and it's not just entertainment i shouldn't say that but it's entertaining but they get both barrels of the gospel um there's a moment uh there's a a mini altar call if you will i don't know how else to describe it but they ask the children to commit their lives to christ right there on your front steps um and it's happened in the basement of my house
1: well i'm gonna ask you to give your information so people can get a hold of you once again both for the training coming up in September and also for these other programs that you're offering. So, Ben, give me the give me both barrels, if you will. Sherry, <laughs> sure.
2: please get a hold of us at cefchicago at gmail.com. You can go to www.cefchicago.org forward slash register if you're interested in that training. And then the phone number is
1: 312-725-3294. Thank you both for coming on today. Um, you're welcome. This has been absolutely amazing. And actually a little challenging, because for our churches, we need to be outside of our own four walls. And this is one of the ways that that really, really can happen. It is.
0: And the law is on our side. The law is not something to fear. It's on our side, and it protects teachers and principals who want to have this program in their schools.
1: I'm Rich Baker. If you have any legal needs or questions and want a perspective from a local Christian attorney, contact us at Malkin Baker. You can reach us at 312-726-1243. Again, that's 312 726 1243. you going to have to serve somebody. Yes, indeed, you're going to have to serve somebody.